J.D. Martinez, one for four, an RBI single. And the 0-1 home. Swing of the shot. That one's out to center, driving back. Davis, look at this one. It is gone. It's out of here. And the Sox lead it 8-7. to seven. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Down to the final out, J.D. Martinez goes yard. Red Sox over the Jays 8-7 to seven on Thursday. Well, it's Friday. We've got a full card of Major League Baseball. It's Joe Ostrowski and Chris Ranji. This is BetQL Daily at BetQL Daily on Twitter. A pleasant surprise this morning when I'm checking out the rundown sent by our executive producer, Eli Herskovich, and I see Michael Beller's name on there because uh, he is now part of dad life. He recently had a child, so I was like, he's back. He's back. He went into the he started his blackout period. I'm sure he had a couple weeks where he had no idea what was going on uh in sports. And uh I, I took a look back. I'm like, wait a second. Does his daughter Sophia share a birthday as me? Because it was around the same time and she just missed it by a couple days, almost April 22nd, but it was April 18th. And then I see that Michael Beller re- was kind enough to retweet something that I promoted the show, one of his recent appearances. And it was on his daughter's Day of her birth. Thank you. Oh. Wait, did he retweet this before or after labor? Oh, <laughs> did he have time to kill? Maybe Once it was labor during. started, it could be maybe Michael Bella. Just in case, uh, just in case my wife Jen hears this, it was she was born the 19th. So 19th. I, was, I wasn't doing, oh, okay. I wasn't doing, I wasn't doing any, any uh, day of birth tweeting. I saw the Don't tweet on get the confused tw- with any of that. I saw the tweet on the twenty first, and I think <laughs> you said three days before, so I assumed it was the eighteenth. Okay, so is do you yeah. do you know how bad? You know, she was, she was born very early in the morning. I was counting the nineteenth day one. <laughs> Michael, okay. I gotta so tell it was, you, it was a Led Zeppelin reference in the tweet. I had to, you know, I had to, I had to play with it a little because I really wanted that Led Zeppelin reference in there. You know how badass it would have been if you were holding her hand, telling her to push, <laughs> and you got your other hand free with your phone and your tweeting. That would have been amazing. Right? That, that's the moment. That's the moment every wife, every family wants for sure to start, yeah. off, uh, start off a baby's life. Next kid, <laughs> try that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Congratulations, Michael. Uh, man, the, like I mentioned, the blackout period, yeah, as tired as you are right now, only five years ago. Um, it's been something so we spoke right before the season got going as we usually do and i think this conversation was one that was on uh, the score we given our all our predictions for the season and we kind of joked about it that uh maybe the braves are our nationals Uh, we we were very high on them and uh you sold me even more so on, on the braves and um they're four games under 500 and the odds have gone from 10 to 1 down to 20 to 1 right now. Every time it feels like maybe they're turning the corner, you end up getting a loss like you did yesterday against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Are you still believing in the Atlanta Braves as uh, we head to the end of May? You know, the problem here is they just had so many injuries. I mean, their 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 rotation has just been banged up. And now most of the guys are back. Max Fried is back. Drew Smiley's back in the rotation after being out for a little while. Mike Soroka's had the setbacks. I was really thinking uh, that he would be back in the rotation uh, at this point. Or if we were sitting here on May 21st and things had gone exactly as they were supposed to, we wouldn't be too far away. 
So that's the thing that concerns me. I, I will say that I still think the talent uh, makes them the, the best team in the NL East and thankful for the fact that no one has gotten up and run away with this division. The Mets sitting at 20 and 17 in first place. They too, just dealing with a ton of injuries on that team. So I do still feel pretty good uh, about the Braves and, and I would not be shying away from doubling down on that. It doesn't sound like Mike Soroka is coming back anytime soon, but I still think they're the most talented team. And the fact that they've had all these injuries played relatively poorly, especially to expectations, four games under 500 and still just three and a half out of first place. I feel like they've gotten pretty fortunate for the first seven weeks of the season. So uh, yeah, I'm still in on the Braves here. As we're getting closer to the two month mark of this season, is there a team or a division um, that, that you think could I don't want to say be decided here very soon, but is there, well, I guess, is there a team that can run away with uh, their division? Because I look around and I feel like that's going to be difficult for, for most of these teams to do. I agree. I think if anyone was going to do it, it would be the White Sox. And you know, it's it's sort of easy to say because of the fact that they have the best record in the American league. But I think that, you look at the rest of that division and we, we thought the twins were going to challenge them. And it just feels like the twins are already a team that we can write off. Cleveland always performs better than people expect them to. They're doing it again this season, but that still has the feeling more of a team that's going to top out at like 90 wins and not be a 95 or 96 win team. I think the white Sox can run away with it, with the AL central for sure. And, uh, you know, playing excellently, even without Louis Jimenez all season. Now they've been without Luis Robert for as long as they have been. They really haven't gotten an A plus or even a, a, you know an A minus or a B plus uh, Lucas Giolito to this point of the year ten games over five hundred. Uh, I feel very good about them. I look at the rest of the division leaders and I just don't think that any of them are going to be able to run away with it. I think that you know we know just from history that not all of these teams that are leading their divisions now are even going to win their divisions. So I look at the White Sox as the one team that really is equipped to run away with their division because of them, because of the division, because of the expectations and the fact that they're meeting them. All that lines up for the White Sox to be the team that maybe is uh, kicking up their heels by the time mid-September rolls around. All right, let's uh, let's take a look at the NOS. Michael Beller of The Athletic. This is BetQL Daily, Joe Ostrowski and Chris Ranji. Three, four, and five, a run differential in Major League Baseball reside in the NL West. The Giants, surprisingly, with a one-game lead over the Padres, a two-game lead over the Dodgers, and we are going to get the Giants and the Dodgers seven times uh, through next weekend. Seven times through next weekend. So uh, maybe someone is going to take charge. I highly doubt it. How do you uh, how do you handicap this division at this stage? Crucial stretch for the Giants. I mean, you know, I think they've already announced themselves as that surprise team that is going to be competitive at least into August. I think we can take that at face value through the first two months of the season. But this is the sort of stretch where they could easily go one and six and then be behind the Dodgers for the rest of the season. The Dodgers, I think, you know, they could go one and six somehow in this stretch, and you know, we'd still be like, all right, this is the Dodgers. Nothing's really going to scare them. They, they they should be just fine. So an absolutely crucial stretch for uh, the San Francisco Giants here, even just three and four, even just three and four, four and three, and they're feeling okay. Um, this, this is still obviously the Dodgers division to lose. Uh, the fact that they uh, started so hot, then they had a little bit of a cooling off period, and now they've gotten hot again. Another team that has had more than its fair share of injuries, Cody Bellinger basically hasn't played. Corey Seager now dealing with the hand issue. Uh, this is just, I mean, we knew that the Dodgers were able to handle these sorts of injuries because 
of their organizational depth. We've seen it year after year after year, and we are seeing it again this season. I still feel like they're the favorite here uh, relatively comfortably. It was always supposed to be a very close race between them and the Padres, and that is coming to fruition. I would be more interested in betting the Padres just because of the odds, and they're right there. They're maybe half a step back uh, in terms of talent, and they have the pitching staff to match the Dodgers for the remainder of the season. So while if I'm just picking in a vacuum, I'm picking the Dodgers. From a betting perspective, I'm much more interested in the Padres because of the odds that you get. Uh, just a quick follow to what you just mentioned, because I was talking about the Giants earlier this week when they were twenty to one, and I'm taking a look right now at points, but I'm I'm shocked. I thought maybe it'd be a little bit shorter because the season has advanced a little bit. More people talking about the Giants. They've won five games in a row. They're thirty to one to win the division. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that makes sense. I mean, okay. it's, it's awesome. It's a great. It's a great story. I mean, it's a, it's really fun to see them and, and see Buster Posey throwing it back to you know ten years ago when he was winning MVP awards and leading this team to World Series championships. And uh, you know, uh, Mike Talkman was a great uh, acquisition for them. Um, the fact that the, the, the rotation has held up the way that it has uh, with sort of a rotation that looks like they uh, slapped together a bunch of spare parts with Kevin Gausman and Johnny Cueto, Alex Wood, Anthony DiSclafani, and. Here they are uh, all pitching pretty well. Like It's a great story, but over 162, it's just very hard for this team to keep up with both of them. Maybe the odds get shorter if one of the Padres or the Dodgers aren't there or in another division aren't the teams that they are. But to have to outpace both of those teams for the rest of the season, it's just going to be very challenging for this team to do. I am very interested in the American League East because the third place team right now, the New York Yankees, is the favorite to win the division. Um, the Blue Jays are second at plus 425, and then the Red Sox 450, Tampa's 525. Meanwhile, there are four teams. All the four of those teams I just mentioned are really good. So the entire division is good with the exception of the Baltimore Orioles. How do you see that division playing out as we get deeper into the season? The Red Sox obviously have been the surprise in this division, and we knew that pitching was going to be uh, the thing that made or either would make or break them. I, I felt very confident this offense would bounce back. Too much talent, sixty-game season, whatever. We've seen that come through. We've seen it with the, the clip that led us into this. Uh, right, JD Martinez just had a, an anomalous bad season last year. He's been excellent this year. We knew the offense was going to bounce back. If the pitching can hold up, I, I still I really like this Red Sox team. I'm not sure it can. And so I still look to again, you know, the Yankees, and we, you know, it see it feels like a broken record with you know falling back on the Yankees, falling back on the Dodgers, and and trusting these uh, early or preseason favorites to ultimately, you know, we say it like right the ship or get right or get back on top of the division. The Dodgers are two games back of the Giants. The Yankees are one and a half games back of the Red Sox. It's not like we're talking about you know six games back right now or two games back, but it's mid September. Like they're effectively tied at this stage of the season. Right? There's no big difference between being 25 and 19 and 27 and 18 on May 21st. So again, the Yankees with the just horrendously slow start, they got off to with the injuries that they've had in the offense to still be sitting where they are over the 162 game season. I think that talent is ultimately going to push them back to the top mm -hmm. of this division. So I still sit with the Yankees coming away and being the NL East champs. Michael, we've got about a minute left. Would you be scared to bet into the AL MVP market on someone other than Otani? I'm so depressed. I had an Otani MVP bet last year, and then I didn't run it back this year. That's all I can think about. Anymore. I think I we talked about MVP. it. 
That's yeah. all I can think about. Uh-huh. I, I, like, I can't even fully enjoy the ridiculous season that he's having. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I would be pretty um, uh, scared to do that. I think like he's either going to have to fall way off, either hitting or pitching, or get injured to not be the comfortable favorite and probably run away with this thing. And I don't see why you're betting against either of those things. Uh, it could have happened. Yes, I think there are better places to use your money. Michael Beller, at M. Beller on Twitter, podcast host and producer for The Athletic, The Athletic Fantasy. Also does uh, great work over there. Thank you, Michael. Best of luck this weekend. Uh, enjoy everything going on in sports. All right, guys. Thank you. There's Michael Beller. We're going to switch gears to the NBA playoffs. Kicks into high gear tomorrow with four games, and we got to find out about that eighth spot in the West. Chris Herring from Sports Illustrated will be here. Ostrowski and Ranji on the BetQL Audio Network.